Welcome to Nunia Business Podcast, episode 37, Woman Crush Wednesday, with your hosts, Becca and Megan. Well, happy Woman Crush Wednesday, or Thursday, depending on what country you live in. Today, we cover a listener-requested topic, second female leads, the good, the bad, and the beautiful. We deep dive into our love and admiration for some of the most talented women out there. We also vent our frustrations about the nasty way women are portrayed in some dramas. I swear, we're not all evil, conniving, backstabbing goddesses. And it's been one long week since drama fever has departed, and we want to know how you're doing. To help you get through this difficult time, we start the show by pairing wines with each stage of grief. And we end the show with a listener-requested game, just in time for Halloween, BTS as candy. That's what you're in for today on Nunia Business. Please note, while Megan is traveling, our audio setup is slightly different, meaning you may notice a decrease in the quality of the audio. Thank you for supporting us while we adapt to our traveling schedules. Now, let's dig into the show. I never know how to start once we've been talking for a while. (laughs) I feel like I should start with a warning for anyone watching or listening. Um, I'm still in Los Angeles with my brother, and he has a cat named Tiffany who made a brief appearance last week. Oh, also, I sound better. Sound a lot better. So I'm feeling I'm feeling a lot better. So thanks everybody who sent me get well wishes. That meant a lot to me. But anyway, Tiffany the cat. I'm here alone right now. It's almost her dinner time, and she's very intense about food. So if you see her in the background, like staring at me, don't be alarmed. Also, if the sound cuts out, it's because she jumped on the keyboard and ended the call again. <laughs> I just want everybody to know we could have some cat related issues. Can you see her? Hey, Tiffany. Tiffany. She's mad at me because I won't feed her. I can't (laughs) feed her yet. It's too early. Anyway, that's the warning for the top of the podcast. All right. Well, I'm glad you feel better. We swapped because in my house, my daughters are all sick again. I feel like I say that every podcast. My daughters are sick. But anyway. I I feel like I relate deeply to both of them. Yeah. I spent like 50% of my life over the years being sick. We're old and broken. Well, that's for sure. So it's been a week since we haven't had drama fever. And I feel like we should give an update on all the cool uh, places that people have been telling us to go. Tons of tips. Tons of tips. So number one, for those of you that don't already know, um, Vicky. And we didn't spell it last time. So it's V-I-K-I dot com. Has a ton of Asian dramas. They are all subbed by volunteers. It's a really fun community. I always like it because at the end, it always says like subbed by the something something team and they all have really fun names. Uh, so Vicky is a great resource. Uh, what was the other one? It was like Cocoa. Cocoa. How Do you remember how to spell it? I believe it was K-O-C. Uh, I don't trust C-O-W-A, myself. C-O-W-A, I think. I, I think that's right. Um, and it's a collaboration between the three major networks in South Korea, so hang on, I, uh, yeah, C-O, or, sorry, K-O-C-O-W-A, Cocoa. If you use Cocoa and you use a Roku, I could use some help figuring out how to get it to, like, set it up in Roku, because my mom was able to d- download it, but now we can't find it. It keeps telling us to watch it through Hulu. Technology is too complicated. <laughs> it's far outpaced what I am capable of at this point, and so I'm very overwhelmed by it. We miss you, but Drama Fever. It was so simple. It was so simple. I'm sure this is simple, too. I just don't know. I don't know what I'm doing. 
I haven't tried uh, that hard. An update. It's been over a week now since I've signed up for like this free drama fever trial through Amazon Prime and it's still working. I never got charged money for it and I still can watch all the shows that run drama fever. So if you're desperate and you don't mind giving that a shot, it's still working for me. Well, what do you know? That seems like a mistake. <laughs> Megan, shh, don't tell anybody. You're the one telling everyone. I need to finish. My ID is Gangnam Beauty. I have to finish the show. How far in are you? Episode nine. I think it's 16 oh, episodes. So I'm, I'm kind of like there. halfway there, a little more than halfway. Knock, knock on wood. Knock on everything. Around, I really, so really need to see the end of the show. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, okay. So that's, that's our update from... Our Rest mm -hmm. in Peace Drama Fever episode. Megan, do you have any reassesses? I do. It has to do with the BTS Book Club, which we gave an update on last week. You can listen to last week's episode for more information on that, or you can email me, Megan at Nunia Business. Um, but basically, we are reading The Ones Who Walk Away from Omelas, and I mentioned looking on Amazon and also like a Google Books thing for it. We had a listener who had the best point ever, which is go to your library. The library is the best. It's free. It's great. It's part of your community. We should all be going to the library more often. And I was a total dum-dum for not mentioning your local library. Check out your local library. I so, don't know. We got that comment, and I thought the exact same thing. Like, how did I not like, think of that? Duh. I love going yeah. to the library. Me too. It's like my happy place. I it, like hiding in the library. It's for sure my happy place. When I, uh, when I had my own side business, and then we had all these kids, I don't know where they all came from, uh, whenever I needed to get out of the house on a weekend, my husband would be like, pack up your laptop and just go to the library. Go to the library. It's totally my but, happy place. I could spend hours there in the quiet. In addition to going to the library to actually check out books and uh, study or work, it's also a great place to see amazing architecture because libraries are beautiful buildings. Mm -hmm. Beautiful buildings. Whenever I go to a big city, I always want to see like the main branch of their library because it's always incredible. Yeah. You live in New England, go to the Boston Public Library as soon as you can. It's such a cool building. So, check, library. Check. check, check. Any other reassesses? No. Okay. Oh, yeah. I I'm, really, oh. I'm really sorry I blew my nose in the microphone. I don't understand technology, and I definitely thought it wouldn't pick it up, and it did. So I'm really sorry, everyone. That was my bad. It was desperately needed, though. So sorry. Sorry to you, Becca. Sorry to everyone listening. Don't be that sorry. was don't be sorry. hideously unpleasant. But eh, it is what it is. We have done weirder, more inappropriate things in front of each other than blow our nose, Megan. It's Beauti fine. Beautifully, that is true, and that's yes. why I love it. Yes. Um, I did have a reassess. We kind of jokingly last week played the game of how Big Bang would react to the stages of grief if they were losing drama fever. And we had all these funny, I thought they were funny, ways that they would react. So we joked that Top would use it as an excuse to go buy furniture and drink wine. And then we joked about pairing the wine with the stages of grief. So just for you. Today oh on my lunch break, I went to the gym, and while I was doing my yoga, I was like, what wines would bear well with the stages of grief? So I made you a little menu. Are you ready for it? <laughs> yes. Okay. So these are all um, emotional wine pairings for everybody, as long as you're 21, um, that we can all use while we're dealing with our grief of losing drama fever. 
So I'm going to read them. Sorry if you're watching this and I'm looking off screen. Sorry, because I got to read it. So anyway, wines that will help you move on from this is the worst week ever to I don't give a sip. Are you ready? <laughs> so that, and yes. I was totally wrong. There's I said there was 12 <laughs> stages of denial. There's five. Oh, that's a much shorter process than much, I was expecting. Which coincidentally is the same number of people in Big Bang. So I almost did which members of Big Bang would be as stages of grief. Oh, that's a future game for sure. Yes, yes. So here we go. The first stage of grief is denial. So I would pair denial with a nice Merlot. Okay. So there are flavors and aromas of black cherry and berries, plum and chocolate. This is the ultimate comfort drink, right? Absolutely, yes. All those flavors together. Um, So it goes perfectly with denial. Because you can little, pretend everything's okay. Exactly. And my saying is, no, no, no. And then you pour Merlot. So that's my denial. We're making pairing. shirts with all of these. So then anger is the next st- stage of grief. And I said this would be a really sweet rosé. Okay. Because nothing is quite as emotive as a glass of chilled rosé. Uh, so rosé is actually made when you don't let the, like, the skin of the grapes stay on very long while you're making the wine. Which makes the wine angry. So this is a perfect anger-fueled beverage to pair with your anger. Also, you should put on headphones and you can rock out to Guns and Rosé while you listen and drink. Right? See what I did there? I see what you did there, girl. <laughs> All right, depression. I said champagne because in this stage you deserve <laughs> a lighter, firmer style of drink that delivers a touch of youthful characters and citrus to your nose and your taste buds. And instead of the saying, no pain, no gain, we're going to say it's no, t- no pain, no champagne. I love it. Right? Yes. All right. So the next stage is, is bargaining. And okay. I said top would pair the bargaining stage with a nice Zinfandel because it's a light, easy drinking, uncomplicated, semi-sweet wine for when you're wavering between forgive me for my zins and kiss my glass. <laughs> I feel like, real quick, <laughs> you could have a whole side business of just wine puns, like t-shirts and sweaters and bags with wine puns, and you'd be making a mint right now. All right. Top, call me. I Seriously. do freelance work. <laughs> kiss, my, kiss my glass is wonderful. That's, All right, our, then- <laughs> that's our next podcast where we just drink wine and complain about stuff, and we just call it Kiss My Glass. Kiss Trademark, my glass. don't use it. It's ours. All right, the last stage is acceptance. And I know for a fact, this is my favorite one, that top would pair acceptance with a Riesling, um, which is my favorite wine, because it's loaded with luscious flavors and it's like a fruit-filled beverage. Um, But also it makes you believe that everything happens for a Riesling. (laughs) Becca, seriously, we're like (laughs) wasting beautiful puns by not putting these on tote bags immediately. (laughs) Everything happens for a Riesling? That's amazing. Everything happens for a Riesling. That's amazing. I was in a downward dog when that came to me today at my lunch break, and I thought, I have to say that during this podcast. We have to market this. Top would be so proud. Top would, he would buy that bag. Maybe he would buy me um, two minutes in the hot tub with Sungry then. (laughs) Girl, I don't think it would cost that much for two minutes in the hot tub with (laughs) Sungry. I feel like he's giving it away. Sungry is just like, the more the merrier. All right. So 
Anything else that you want to say? Any other updates? Any other reassesses before we dig into our awesome topic of the day? I don't think so. All right. Again, full disclosure, we chatted for like 20-some minutes before we started podcasting. As so. usual, we've covered all of our life stories yeah. already. Off. We're pretty much caught and up. And you guys did miss it. It was much funnier earlier because Tiffany was sitting on the, the corner of the table, which is visible in this window right now, just staring daggers at me <laughs> for like the first 15 minutes of our conversation. And then she jumped off and Becca was like, oh, she's on the move. And I looked back and couldn't find her and looked down and she was right there just staring <laughs> up at me. And it was so just... <laughs> Arming. Like it was very creepy. She's sleeping right now, so we might be okay. Anyway. All right. Excellent. Well, our topic for today is long overdue. Yeah. Long overdue. We are doing Woman Crush Wednesday because Finally. we give a lot of attention to male idols. We, we don't do. give a lot of love to the females, but we love the females. We do. I think it's just because like women just go to work and do their jobs and don't need all the praise. Mm-hmm. That's what Gosh. it is. And some of the women that I – so I don't know the women that you plan on talking about, but some of the women that I was kind of freshening up on today, I was like, these women are amazing. Why don't we talk about them oh, more yeah. often? I, 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 like, finalized my list at five people, but I could go on for hours about some of these actresses. And I only did actresses. I didn't do any idols. Oh, that's – whatever. They're all idols to me, right? They're that's all famous. Girl. You're good with the one-liners. You got this. Oh, I don't know about that. I don't know about that. So we thought we would talk about um, not necessarily leads, right? We thought we would focus more on second female leads. Yes. And then go over when they are done well. Yes. And when you hate them. Yes. And then also talk about some of our... um, Kick a female leads, as we'll say. So Who some of the love. some of the characters and actresses that we just want to hang out with in real life. Yeah, I, amazing. I could go on forever. So, oh, also, oh my gosh, I have a really funny story. I have to tell you really quick. Okay. Tonight, my husband was taking out the trash, so he went outside and he came back in and he shut the door. And I was down here setting up for the podcast, and my five year old was upstairs like playing a game, not paying attention, and she heard the door shut. And she yelled downstairs, Mom, Megan's here. It made me want to cry, Megan. I was like, I miss Megan. I wish she was here. my heart into a million pieces. (laughs) If only she knew I am here. I'm always there in spirit. Always. (laughs) A little piece of me is always in your home being like, Becca, help. (laughs) I was just like, it it just made me smile. Because I was like, oh, you haven't been here in so long. And she was like, Mom. Megan's here. It was, it was really, like really cute. For a while. I'd and I just in. thought, this is perfect for Women Crush Wednesday, the story, because then Brooke was like, Megan, Megan. It was just really, really cute. I've never heard Brooke say my name. Oh, well, you'd better fly back here. I'm out of here. I'm on my way. As soon as we end, <laughs> I'm getting on a plane. I got to hear this. <laughs> so anyway, let's dig in then to Woman Crush Wednesday. There are so many good ones. Um, Let's jump in right away with the amazing, just out of this world, second female leads that we love and adore. Because we've talked a bunch about how writers will uh, like uh, approach a second female lead and how it's so different from the male lead or sorry, male second, second male lead. Yes. Is that what we call it? 
Yeah, yeah. Okay, second male lead, because often he's charming and better and wonderful, and you're like, why don't you do this guy? Not the case with second female leads. They're usually emotionally manipulative monsters who can neither feel nor love anything but themselves. And that's so unfair, because women are far more complex than that. Yes. Most of the time. Most of the time. Most. I'm not more complex than that. But It's really funny, because when we were talking about it, I was trying to think if I know any, like, stereotypical quote-unquote second female leads in my life I don't think I do (laughs) in every single k-drama there's at least one if not two terrible second female leads so I don't know (laughs) I feel like I almost turned into a second female lead once in a professional setting because there was another coworker who was so frustrating that I like second female leaded her a little bit in the like sort of sabotaging her professionally not really not to the level of a drama but to the level where one day I was like what are you doing Megan who are you Sana like it's not how you behave stop mm-hmm. it and so it was all fine but I was ready to like like send all of my evil into the world and then I I got back on track I can't see you doing that so it was way less dramatic than I just made it sound but mm-hmm. I felt guilty about it afterward. I'm sure. I'm sure. So do you want to give us an example of who is a great second female lead to you? So the first one that came to mind, and I don't think you've watched this one, but I'll kind of give you an idea of why I chose it. Um, it was this Lee Chung as the actress from Because This Is My First Life. And it was an instance where the second female lead was a concern, like a, a foil for the, the female lead because she and the male lead had a long history and a complicated history. And um, it it was one of those things where she could have stepped in and been super evil and just ruined everything and like stolen him back. But the character was so cool. And she and the female lead became friends before they knew this connection they had. And it was like, you're almost like, eh, just, forget the guy altogether and just hang out with this woman because she's incredible. And their chemistry was so great. It was one of those things where it was like, okay, this is, I believe this could happen in real life. You have a complicated relationship with someone who has a complicated relationship with someone else and you don't want to hurt either of those people. And it's like, how do you navigate that situation? How do you maintain your, your self-respect? How do you respect them? And it was, it was like a, a tragic in that you knew that none of the characters wanted to hurt each other because they all had each other's best intentions at heart. And it was like, this is an interesting, complex relationship. And it's not just this woman wants to destroy this woman. It's like these women understand each other, but they're, they're fundamentally at odds, and that's really interesting. And so she ended up being an awesome character. Um, and and like just it, it, it heightened the show in so many ways. So she was the first one that came to mind where I was like, this is an awesome second female lead. I need to see that show every, I can't tell you how many friends we've made through this podcast that have emailed me and been like, I can't believe you haven't seen that show. You have to watch that show. I put it off because just based on the description, I was like meh about it, but I loved it. I couldn't get through it fast enough. Now where can I find it? Is it on Vicky? Now you're going to have to point me in the right direction. It's on Vicky. I saw it today. It's on Vicky because I was scrolling through to see. If I could get some inspiration, but excellent, excellent. What did you uh, the have? First one that I that came to my mind was um, I think her name was Hari, and she was pretty. That's on my the list. Best friend. Yes. Okay, that was the most 
To this day, I've watched, I think I counted yesterday, 67 K-dramas. That is by far my favorite female-female friendship I think I've ever seen in any K-drama. Well, and isn't it really rare? And I might be wrong, but I feel like it's really rare for the second female lead to also be the best friend. So Mm -hmm. that her relationship, she has a complex relationship with both the female and the male leads. Because usually it's like, there's a great best friend character, but she's just like there to be a best friend sounding board. There's not usually that that weird tension. Um, And you're totally right. That's like the best the best friendship I've ever seen in a K-drama. That's a good point. I never really thought about that, but they were, you're right, not very many second female leads are the best friend of the female lead. No. Very few. Fight My Way, they were best friends. But they, and that's different too because they're not vying for the same man. Yeah, they were really competing for the same guy. But it's still, that I feel like that just strays from the norm because you're, because like you said, usually the second female lead is a direct, is competition. Mm-hmm. And she was pretty. I feel like that character ended up being almost more interesting because she's the villain, but she's not bad. She's a she human. Was so she's so great. So first off, and, she's yeah. stunning. She's a beautiful, beautiful woman. Ridiculous. And I wrote her name down. Go Junhee. Their friendship was so pure, and it's so. If you haven't seen the show, I'll try not to give away too many spoilers, but she ends up falling in love with the same guy as her best friend. But it's this whole thing where like her best friend made her go meet him. And so I kind of feel yeah. like she set it up that way. But um, it's it's just one of those things where it's like she genuinely fell in love with him. It was nothing evil. She was not trying to be conniving. It just happened. She knew it was happening. You could tell she felt really bad that it was happening. But she was like, I can't help how I'm feeling. I'm falling in love with this guy. And so it was this great battle of, I just felt like she was so honest and confused and the genuine about the whole thing. She didn't harbor any bad feelings at all towards her best friend. And she no. knew it was only going to complicate their friendship. And she definitely didn't want to do that. I just thought it was a beautiful friendship. I thought it was a beautiful storyline. I thought it was interesting because it was one of the first times ever. I was like, I really love the second female lead. I feel like the main character's relationship with both the second leads, the male and the female, both stood out to me so much more than the primary relationship. And we talked about that with Siwon in the, the second male lead episode, mm-hmm. where you are like, what are you doing? He's so awesome. But it was the same with her, with the, the second female lead. Half the time I was probably have been like, eh, forget this guy and just stay with your friend because she's better. I, it just was so unlike anything we'd seen in a K-drama or honestly in an, any American show off the top of my head at the moment. Mm-hmm. Like we have shows that center around female friendships, I suppose. But the this one felt so authentic and so healthy and and written in a way that you just don't see. Like there's just no backstabbing, there's no the drama is is there, but it's dealt with in an adult way. It it was really interesting. That definitely was on my list also. It was so good. It's one of those shows that I feel like I need to show my daughter when she goes to middle school yeah. and be like, Hey, no drama. Like you can no. you can have normal normal adult relationships with people. Well, and it's- the intimacy of the female friendship is so cool because mm-hmm. they know each other so well. They are, are wholly themselves around each other. There's no posturing. It's just, it felt like a relationship I understood. It felt like a friendship I understood where you, you're not, I don't know, because don't you feel like female friendships sometimes there's all this competition, like they're competing. Everyone's competing all the time. And when the competition was introduced to this relationship in the show, it was the most devastating thing 
for the second female lead Mm -hmm. because that relationship meant so much to her. And that was just really powerful and really interesting and really well written and really well acted, I think. Yeah, they were were both great. Yeah, yeah, their female friendship chemistry was fantastic. You so great. I feel like part of the reason that show is great is because you see the main character through the eyes of three characters that love her so much. Mm-hmm. And it's fascinating because you, she doesn't think that much of herself, but then you see her through these, the eyes of people who think she's exceptionally wonderful. And so you think she's exceptionally wonderful. And it's, it was really well done. I thought it was great. But when I think about the premise, I'm like, what? this is a bonkers concept for a show. <laughs> and like, she does get a whole makeover where you're like, well, that solved that problem. But it, it's a good show. It's a really interesting show. And the, that female friendship is probably the strongest thing about it. I thought it was fantastic. All right. Do you have another example? I do. And this one um, is another one where it's the reason I think it's good is because it's complicated. So the first season of Let's Eat. The second female lead is a so the the lead is uh, considerably older than the male lead. She's divorced. She's not very pleasant. She's actually like kind of hard to like, um, and she's very strong willed. She's very set in her ways. And then the second female lead is her antithesis, completely the opposite. She's young, she's naive, she loves everyone, she's way too open, like to the point of like, girl, you're going to put yourself in danger. Mm -hmm. But I liked that they did that because they had this character that looked up to the the female lead, respected her, thought of her as an older sister, cared about her. And then again, when this competition was introduced, when they're vying for the same guy, even though the second female lead really didn't stand a chance, um, she had that same inner turmoil where it was like, what do I do? with the this knowledge that a person I love and respect is is the person who could take what I want away from me. And I liked it a lot. I thought it was really, I thought it worked out great. You care about both of them. And so you care about the struggle between them. She's not like this evil, maniacal jerk from the beginning. So Very cool. I still haven't seen that either. Do you hate me because I haven't watched all these shows that you love? No, because you've watched way more shows than me probably at this point. <laughs> I, don't I haven't watched true. anything but YouTube for like a year. So <laughs> it's like BTS crack videos all the time. It's all I watch. Uh, my next example, and I'm wondering if you have it on your list too, is the ghost in Oh My Ghostess. Uh, I almost put this on my list. <laughs> because we'll have to revisit it when we talk about some of our favorite Kick A ladies. Oh, okay. Because um, I agree with you. What a fascinating way of portraying a second female lead. Honestly, there I feel like there are two female leads in that show. Yes. I think Kinsel G only becomes the second female lead by default because she doesn't necessarily. <laughs> yeah. She she doesn't necessarily. Well, I mean. The thing that is kind of a spoiler, not a spoiler, is that she's dead. Right. So <laughs> she's she not alive. Really, she's a ghost. Yeah. So she, she can't really get the guy. So she's the second female lead by default. But anyway, mm-hmm. what, what word did you want to say about her? I was just going to say, I, if I'm being totally honest with everybody listening, don't come for me. I honestly shipped her and Chef more than I think I did Chef and the lead character. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I thought she was fantastic. Because I think even if you absolutely love the lead, which I did, I loved the lead character. I thought she was charming and adorable and had this like kind of tragic backstory and I felt really bad for her. But I just think even if you absolutely love her, you could not hate the second female lead in that show. Like she was just funny and bubbly and wanting to help. And again, it was kind of like she was pretty where I think she started to develop feelings. It wasn't evil or maniacal. It was just purely she was just circumstantial. Yeah, she was just absolutely (laughs) smitten with the chef. And so I don't know. know, And I think the fact that like she had to give up their love for obvious reasons, being that she was dead. Um, but I think even if she was living in the end or for some reason she could have come back to life in the end, I still think she would have done the right thing and, and step back there. And I think something else that's funny about this show is that the same actress to some extent played the first and the second female lead because is it Park Bo Young? Mm -hmm. Kim Bo Young? Park Bo Young. Who, what an incredible performance. To this day, one of the best performances I've ever seen in any show. Yep. Plays... The, fir- the female lead who's kind of a mousy, scared, weak, sort of has these psychic powers. Tiny, yeah. Tiny, meek character. And then Kim Sul-ji p- plays this ghost who is like all attitude, huge personality, super bubbly and interesting and assertive and great. And she inhabits Park Bo Young's body. So Park Bo Young has to play both of them mm-hmm. through parts of the show and obviously Kim Sul-ji shows up and plays the character also and they both play it beautifully but you I feel like I I fell for her in both incarnations like the character is just so good whoever's playing her yes. is is making you think like oh I, I'm rooting for you I'm rooting for you in a big way and I think maybe that is part of the reason why I think even if you loved Park Bo Young's character I think you're still cheering for the ghost because she played the ghost so well yes. that it and honestly to me it made me like the main character better because it was like oh yes. she looks like the character I love which is the ghost which is who is inhabiting her body. I mean it's so complicated Absolutely. it's like Cause it's really, like a, you, it's like a algebra equation you got to try to figure out but I just feel like so. they all did such a great job. Their performances were amazing. That is a show where I would recommend that to anybody. Mm-hmm. Whether you, you love K-dramas, you, you think you hate K-dramas, you've never watched a K-drama, I would say, oh my ghost, this is one of the best made shows I've watched. And I think it's because it incorporates, like, you and I can agree on this show, and we have really different tastes. It incorporates mystery, it's very dramatic, but it's also very funny and very romantic. It can be uh, scary. <laughs> it, it gets real creepy. It gets and the mystery real creepy. Is, is pretty twisted, and as, you're reve- as they're revealing information it's very unsettling but like super fascinating and very tragic it's it's great and then oh what's his name come on what's his name the actor is so great he just married gummy oh the lead chef yeah why can't you think of his name i don't know i'd look it up and Uh, i'm looking it up tonight (laughs) i'm looking it up he it was the first time i ever saw him and i've never seen him in a bad performance ever I think he they got married. A, he, yeah, he did. He played it oh, yeah. so well too. His his performance in the show was also great. We're not talking jo about Jung guys Sook. tonight, but jo his performance Sook. was yeah. very well. Joe Jung Sook. He's um he's incredible. I would I would say watch anything he's in, and you're in good hands. So, mm-hmm. yeah, great show all around. Another one of my favorites. Also, uh, for those of you who love the refrigerated death by refrigerated trucks, check check. 
put it's it got on your list. For everybody. <laughs> Death by refrigerated truck. We got uh, like body swap. We got it all. We got it all and we got it all done well. I think we should, when we used to write for Drama Fever, we had talked to them about making a K-drama bingo card. Do you remember that? That people could download and whenever a new drama came out, you could, try, you could try to get like a bingo on the card and it would have all of our favorite tropes on it. Well, now oh, we, we have our own website, that. Megan. We should just we do can it. Totally do that. I and love we should it. put it out there. And anybody who watches a new show, just put your name and, and the title of the show and let us know when you get a bingo. It's funny. Let us know that... how many episodes in it takes you to get a bingo. Yeah. I think that's what it like, should be. You have to date each one so that we know how long <laughs> it takes. And it's going to be like, oh, it took me a week. <laughs> <laughs> it took me half of an episode to get a bingo. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I had to cough, and I really wanted to save you all from it, and I don't know if I did. But <laughs> you did. I did. Okay, good. <clears throat> all right, who else you got? My, my last so, one, I've cheated a little bit. but She Was Pretty was my third, so go for it. What's what's your last one? I don't know if I can consider her a second. In my opinion, she's a second female lead, but how are we defining a second female lead? To me, a second female lead is just the second actress in a female. show, the second top-billed actress yeah. in a show. I guess generally speaking, I would say it would be a, a second female character vying for whatever the first female character wants. But I think that kind of goes out the window. So I, I say, like you said, second build in a show. So I picked, um, I'm going to say her name wrong, Minja and Healer. Because she's a hacking Ajima. Oh, who was a former detective specializing in like cyber crimes? Girl, it's never cheating ever. She seriously, I don't young. think there was another second female lead in that show. I think she was a second female lead. Man, thinking back on the on the first time I watched the show, because that was one of the earliest dramas for both of us. Mm-hmm. What an incredible introduction to dramas have the show in general, but that character was just so awesome. And it's so awesome. played by Kimmy Kyung, who we love and adore Ooh. to the earth's end. Probably my favorite K-drama <laughs> actress of all time is Kimmy Kyung. And I don't know if I've ever seen her in a lead. Has she ever been a lead in anything? I She's one of those people who I have, I guess I would have to call a character actress because she gets cast a lot as the mom or the aunt, but it's never like, the mom or the aunt it's a complicated yes mom or a complicated aunt or a character who you're like you need somebody incredible to play this character because this yes. character is awesome so she was the man i'm trying to think of all the shows i've seen her in she was like this this like witch doctor in secret garden she had a very yep. small role she go was that couple the, was the mom aunt in master's son she was soji mm-hmm. sub's aunt she was yep. the mom in go back couple she the was mom the mom in Oh Hey Young. Another Oh Hey Young. She, she was fantastic in that role. She's she the mom in Ajima the and Healer. Is that what it's called? I always forget the name of it. It's that one I was watching with Lee Kwang Soo, The Sound of My Heart, which is like a, I guess I would call it like a 30 minute comedy. And yeah, Sound of Your Heart. And she is. She's amazing. She's hol- hilarious. Hilarious. She's seriously, every time that I see that her she's going to be in a new drama, I'm like, well, I know I'm watching that one. She's uh the mom. She's Park Shin He's mom in Airs. Oh, the deaf mom. Yes. She is, uh, like that that was I feel like I saw that right after I saw Healer and had no idea it was the same actress. 
Oh, like, no, didn't put it together for years. No. Didn't put it together for years that that was the same person. Megan and I have often joked that for Halloween, which is next week, by the way, I think we should dress up. We've Already? often joked that for Halloween, I should go as the deaf mom in Ayers, and you should go as the illegitimate second mom that nobody wants to know exists in Ayers. annoying crybaby mom. Heck because yeah. they have a beautiful, weird friendship that I think is a fun break from the craziness of that show. And like, and, and somehow adds to the craziness of the show where you're like, <laughs> wait, do, are they friends? Like, is she going to get fired? What's going on? Seems so, weird. Yeah, I just think Ajima, she's my favorite. It's the first time, I think it was the second or third K-drama I watched was Healer. And I thought she was fantastic. I loved every every scene she was in was great. I mean, the woman spends her days in a dark room eating sushi in her pajamas and talking to Chi Chang Wook. What's not to love about this character? She's just awesome. She's, she's just the best. awesome. Yeah. She's the best. Yeah. She might be my favorite of everybody we've talked about so far. But I, again, I don't know if I can consider her a second female lead or not. But she, she's like to. the woman crush Wednesday every Wednesday forever. <laughs> the ultimate woman crush Wednesday. I just love her. I just love her. And we've only named like five shows she's in. The woman is in like 45 shows. She's in everything. I swear. I, like <laughs> I start a drama and she pops in 10 minutes in and I'm like, oh, yep, that, there's Kimmy Kim. That makes sense. There she is. It's, we're, we're in it now. She's the subway of actresses. <laughs> she's she, everywhere. 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 And right when you least expect it, she's going to pop in. And it's like the best product placement because I'm sold on her. Oh, 100% yeah. 100% sold. Mm-hmm. I'll I buy love two. her. Yeah, seriously. All right. Who else do you have? Any other examples of good ones? No, I tried to limit it to three just because I figured I could go pretty hardcore if I kept going. Mm-hmm. Um, but... The only, the only other one that, this is like controversial, I think. So you didn't, well, we'll talk about it later. It's more with my like girl crush section. We'll talk about her later. Okay, perfect. So let's move on then to the bad second female leads. I actually have a good transition. Which I almost think you have to say are great actresses because we hated them and we're probably supposed to hate them. Yes. Yeah. So it's Um, still, it's still on with our woman crush Wednesday theme. The I have a good transition because I actually wrote down Rachel from the Airs, very who nice. Is Kim Ji Won, and I think the thing that bothers me most about that character is there. There's just no redeeming for her. She's just she just sucks. Like she's mean. She's and and she has a complicated home life, and you take all that into consideration. We all do. But that's the thing is like that's not enough for me to excuse the way you behave. You're just super entitled and awful, and it's like textbook entitled rich girl who gets whatever she wants and cannot understand why Lee Min Ho is looking at anyone but her. <laughs> and I think it makes me extra mad because Kim Ji Won is such an awesome actress and plays such interesting, nuanced characters that I think. Like, she deserved better than Rachel. Not to say she performed well as Rachel. Like, you remember that character for a long time. And she sticks with you for sure. And she is is decidedly horrible. But I felt like I wanted more from her. And that's actually mm-hmm. kind of the theme of my bad female leads. Is it's like an actress I admire and think is incredible. Having to play a part where I'm like, this girl's just terrible. And I don't like it. Right. What about you? What was your first one? So I had a couple. Um, 
and I know people aren't going to agree with me on this one, and you didn't watch the show, so you can't support me either way. But I'll support you blindly. I'm not going. To, I'm just going to agree with you no matter what. <laughs> uh, Crystal, the actress, mm-hmm. it her role in The Bride of the Water God was one of the most beautiful things I've ever seen in my life. She's absolutely stunning. If you want to see like a textbook gorgeous goddess woman, go look at any of the scenes that she's in in that show because she's stunning. Her gowns are beautiful. Like she seriously looks like an angel. Like she's perfect. Her character though, in my opinion, is terrible. I just don't think there's any redeeming quality about her character. And I still watched and she was so beautiful. I couldn't stop watching her scenes. But she was just terrible. Like she was whiny. And then there's this gorgeous second male lead in that show who really genuinely liked, like their characters were attracted to each other and you could tell, but she was so hung up on like this first male lead that you just knew he didn't, he didn't like her. He's never been sketchy about it. He's always been pretty honest with her. And it's like, she just treats the second guy like crud. (laughs) Like it was just like, you're so pretty. Why? Like have one good quality. Like the perfect, I feel like that sums up so many of the second female leads where you're like, this just isn't fair to women. Because it's like, they're so dead set on getting the guy that like their intense obsession with this man is enough to lead them to just being trash humans. And it's like, really? We can't be more complex than that? All they do is just go around sabotaging people. And it's like, this is, this is not a good character. This is just, this is just being evil for the sake of being evil. And she was a goddess. She was supposed to be a goddess. And it's like, I just don't think a goddess would act that way. Again, I've never met one, so I can't really give her acting tips on I will say, what I know of some of those ancient Greek ladies, they were (laughs) pretty vengeful. So, Honestly, her being a goddess might be the first time I'm like, I'll let it slide. (laughs) They are pretty horrible. But, no, I haven't watched it, but I feel like, what you're describing, I've seen so many times, and it's just not interesting because you know it's like she just shows up and complicates things, even though she has no chance, she has no redeeming qualities, and there's no way in heck that she's a viable option. And, and sometimes they'll do a thing where it's like, well, they're they're like, they have to get married because it's an arranged marriage, and that makes it the stakes a little higher because even if he doesn't like her, and I think that was the thing with Rachel and Lehman Ho and. Mm-hmm the heirs is they're like intended for one another. So you're like, okay, get it. You do kind of have a claim on him, but also you don't cause he's a person with free will. Right. And so are you. So get over it and move on. Don't, why are you doing this to yourself? And I think part of the reason too, that I absolutely, I, but I can't say I hated this character. I don't know. I'm so conflicted because she was so beautiful and I wanted to love her. But when I see a gorgeous woman, dressed up, looking amazing. I don't want to see her be mean. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, it's like in my brain, it's like, no, she's supposed to be having fun. Like, look at how great her life is. And like, it's just, ugh. You want I've the always inside noticed that like American movies, each other. yes, in American movies, they do that all the time where you think about like, I'm trying to think of some rom-coms that, uh, like ten, um, How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days is a great example where when, when it escalates and it finally reaches a breaking point, they're at a party where they both look gorgeous. And it's like, why do we have to do that? Like, it just, it just drives here. me crazy. Tiffany, hi. 
Who else do you have on your list then for women who got it right and by right I mean wrong? I'll do this one kind of fast because you ha- I don't think you've watched this. Wait, did you watch Sweet Stranger Me or The Man yeah. Living in My House? Oh, yeah. You did. So I think the second female lead is complicated for me in that one because she falls into all the traps that make me furious, like like constantly biting her lower lip like because she's concerned somebody's going to realize she's terrible and like mm-hmm. plotting and conniving and she has no remorse over taking another woman's fiance and she's just... Like, she's portrayed as the, like, most evil of evil home-wrecking women, and and she plays into it. However, I think the performance by Joe Boaz, her name, I think her performance and the script allow her to grow exponentially through the show, where you start to realize, like, okay, she is more complicated than she seems. And, like... At the beginning, they call her a fox. They keep calling her a fox because she is like a she's like a uh, she goes and steals men from everyone, and she's like plays the field and is very um, knows how to control men. Mm-hmm. And and for like the first half of the show, you're just like get her out of here. I feel like there were episodes where I just hated her so much, partially because she was such a stereotype, and also because of the way she was behaving is just so hateable. Mm-hmm. But then halfway through, they do kind of switch it and they go like, oh, she's a human. Let's explain some of this. And it actually got really interesting and became rather than just a foil for the lead because they're not vying for the male lead. She's not the second female lead in the sense of she and the female lead are trying to get the same lead guy. Mm-hmm. She's like, they're not even vying for the second male lead. She's just become a very difficult presence in the female lead's life. And that's interesting to me too. So I think she's bad in that she's like the worst kind of homewrecker stereotype that pops up a lot and that it is really frustrating and that is just pure evil. But I'll give her a pass because I do think it gets more interesting and I do think the way they used it in the show was interesting. I do too, yeah. So... I zoomed through that show. I'm having a really hard time remembering all the specifics of the second female lead. Yeah, it's, I feel like, and I'm, it's been a while since I watched it too, but spoiler alert, she like meets the female lead's nine year boyfriend or 11 year, they've been together for like 11 years and they're engaged. She meets him at the female lead's mom's funeral and like puts the moves on him at his fiance's funeral or mom's funeral and then steals him. And it's just gross. It's just gross. And the whole time you're like the, the guy she was engaged to is so pathetic because he falls for everything she puts out there. And it's so frustrating. But again, he's not even the second male lead. He's like a, a bookmark in her past. So then through the show, like you find out, I think that the second female lead's mom is really ill and she just has a lot more baggage to work through than you think. And she ends up being kind of a nice, pleasant character. I, I'm pretty sure that's right. I feel like I went zero to 60 on that show where at the beginning I hated her so purely. And then by the end I was like, oh, she's like a friend. She's good. She's okay. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Like the, she, she grew and became an interesting part of the story. So yeah. anyway. Uh, my second one is the most obvious one. Sena and Rooftop Prince. <laughs> She had to be mentioned. She had to be mentioned. Because she is textbook, textbook, second female lead. The, the worst. It, when we did the recap of that show, you brought up so many good points that I haven't thought of in a long time. Like her quivering lip, 
Oh, the quivering. Her picking at her fingernails. I mean, it's so annoying. The, 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 like. (laughs) Like, like. I'm so nervous. I just have to bite my bottom lip thing. As soon as it happens, it's like the next drinking game. If a second female lead nervously bites her lip, <laughs> take all the shots because you're going to want to be blackout drunk for the rest of the show. It's, it's just terrible. so frustrating. But anyway, yeah, Sina, it's like she's pure evil. She's redeemed at the end, but it seems very undeserved. Mm-hmm. And her motivation is is minimal at best. Her motivation is pretty pathetic. Yeah. Like, she's she's jealous? That's it? And it's, like, jealous of your sister? It, to the point where you try to help, try to help murder her? That it just doesn't... And yeah. as a child, as a child, was already so broken and evil for no reason because her mom seems super cool. She's willing to, like, put another child into a truck and let her just go just drive away <laughs> into oblivion and never seems upset about it. Goes on with her life. I'll give Sena this. She's good at her job. She does. She's very good at we her have job. To credit where credit's due. She is a yeah. bad B when it comes to being a professional woman. So congrats on that, Sena. But like, maybe you should focus on your career and not worry about all these ding dong guys in your life <laughs> and, you know, destroying your sister. That's a that's good advice for everybody out there, especially My, if you have a sister. <laughs> especially if you have a sister. Yes. If you have a brother like Nate, destroy him all you want. <laughs> I would never destroy Nate. I live my life to make sure his is enhanced and happy. <laughs> um, anything else you want to say about her? No. Nope. Yeah, and it's pretty straightforward. Yeah, it's not. If you've seen the show, you know that she's... She... I feel Textbook like maybe second I, female lead. Evil. I feel like I had gone through a lot of of shows where I didn't even notice that the second female lead was a thing, mm-hmm. and then I saw Rooftop Prince, and I was like, "Oh, this is a thing. <laughs> this is like a thing that they do." And she is this thing incarnate because, like, Pasta was one of our early dramas, and that second female lead is is way more complex then you're like hand-wringing evil lip-biting jerk mm-hmm. but yeah rooftop prince it's like oh this woman just is here to destroy things to watch the world burn yeah it's annoying i had one more but it's very similar to not only my complaint about the heirs but also to say not and that's the greatest love second female lead who is yes. just so jealous of the female lead that she will stop at nothing to see her life destroyed. And it's you and Na, who we love, who deserves better as a performer. And she plays almost an identical character in My Love from the Star, mm-hmm. another star. Where it's just like, you're just jealous and want to destroy her and there's no reason. Like, well, like, what, what And is, you have everything in the world going for you. Yeah, and, and to be perfectly honest, you're. Why would you care about this girl? You're doing way better. You're doing mm-hmm. way. And it just becomes a sick competition that you can't get over. And the whole time you're like, I'm not invested in this. You're just evil. I think that's the other thing is I hate it when these characters are evil purely because of their insecurities. Yeah, that's all like it is. Villain stuff. Yes. Where it's just like there's no there's no reason for you to be this way. You're a beautiful, mm-hmm. successful woman who. 
did the lead female dirty years ago, so you also should have some guilt, but she, like, has no guilt. Right. She just wants to destroy her. She just hates her, and, and her reasoning is just not legitimate. It just points to being a total terrible person. Yeah. Uh, it's not fair. You deserve better, you and uh. Did you have another one? That actually was my other one. <laughs> it was the one from My Love from Another Star. So yeah, yeah, pretty much exact same thing. Where it's just like, what's your what's your damage, Heather? Like, what's <laughs> what's the problem here that you can't get past? Mm-hmm. I, and in that one, I guess it's mildly more understandable for a second because Chun Sung Yi is so famous and powerful and beloved and beautiful and perfect. I don't know. It just felt like, and that's interesting too, because she's not trying to win the lead. No. Actually, not in Greatest Love either. They're vying for the second male lead. It doesn't make sense. But basically, that's why she's such a great actress that I truly love. Because yes, she makes me hate her. Like, she yes. does her job very well. <laughs> and she gets stuck in the second female lead role a lot but if you look at her filmography she plays such interesting versions because she's the second female lead so well no she's the best friend who's not the second female lead in secret garden Mm -hmm. and that's a great female friendship she's the second female lead in goblin and again it's completely off the the typical script where she is kind of in her own the lead in her own story Mm mm-hmm She's amazing, but... Speaking of that, they just got starring roles together, again, for a new drama. The Grim Reaper and... Yeah. Oh, that's going to be awesome. Isn't that going to be a great show? I'm excited. I know nothing about it. I just saw that they both got signed on. I'm really eager for him to make something else because I haven't really watched him in anything else, and he was so scene-stealing in Goblin. He is, for me, is the best part of that whole show. Mm-hmm. And I haven't really watched him anything else because other, his other shows don't really appeal to me that much. They're all Becca shows. They're like crazy dramatic. <laughs> so maybe Sign this one will be Send one me I the can list. Pick. Yeah. My mom, I'll have to find, I think it's called like Hotel King or something, but it's just like, it's like layers and layers of family secrets <laughs> and tragedy. And I was just like, no, not unpacking this today. <laughs> Not doing it ever. And so. I was like, you want an extra suitcase? How much more can we pack yeah. in? <laughs> like, let me let me help you carry that. I'm on my way. So anyway. You have to I, be miserable I, because I can't be. <laughs> yes, you have to be. What was it? Oh, only one person is miserable? <laughs> Ass. <laughs> it's so right. how you sit through them. So let's wrap it up. Our uh, Women Crush Wednesday episode. With then some kick A mm-hmm. characters or actresses that we absolutely love and adore and do you want to go- spend time with personally. Do you want to start? Do you want to do it first? Start. Sure. So I have a, I have three that I picked, and it was hard to narrow down my list. Um, so I have Do Bong Zoon from Strong Woman Do Bong Zoon because <laughs> I feel like that character challenges the ideal of like the damsel in distress. And was very much so, like, I'm going to stand up for what I believe in, and nobody needs to rescue me. I'm fine rescuing myself. In fact, I will hang around you because you actually need to be rescued. And I just thought, 
she also did a really good job of putting the male characters like in their place when they needed to be put in their place. And I just loved her. I loved her character. I thought she was cute and charming and funny, but like strong willed. And um, I thought she was great. If she was a real yeah. life per if that character was a real life person, I absolutely would want to spend time with her. I agree. That show, when we've talked about some of the shows that were really popular that we didn't like, Unpopular Opinion, I didn't love that show, but I loved her. I loved her mm-hmm. character. And I, I wish I, I was in it for her for sure. It was great. Super great. Um, Similarly, I had Lee Sung Kyung who played Kim Bok Joo and weightlifting fairy Kim Bok Joo. She almost made my list. Well, she, so I I have the actress because I like her in basically everything. And I think she's really good at playing very different roles because I first saw her in Cheese in the Trap, which I did not like. That whole show is just too much happening. But her character is like a terrible second female lead. She's awful. Mm-hmm. But she's so captivating. I was like, all I wanted more. I wanted more of her. She has amazing comedic timing. She, the way she embodies, physically embodies characters is is incredible. Because you go from Cheese in the Trap, where she's this little rich princess, gorgeous, designer clothes, daddy's credit card, that whole thing, to Weightlifting Fairy Kim Book Two, where she's an athlete. She's a little bit awkward in her own skin. She's so endearing and kind and cute and naive and it was just like oh she was just I love her character in that show so much again that show the show is 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 lovely and and I love the journey and she has great chemistry with the other characters but that character is one that you just fall in love with and I feel like she just sticks with you. You just don't forget her. You, you, you feel like, I feel like everybody can see a little piece of themselves in her. And like that, the awkwardness of being in your early 20s or your late teens, the awkwardness of trying to understand who you are and what you want. Wonderful. Just so mm-hmm. wonderfully done. I could gush about that role for literally hours, but I won't. <laughs> What's your next? Do you have another one? Um, yeah. So I had Chun Sung Yi from My Love from Another Star. I, I just think she is unstoppable. She's mm-hmm. beautiful. She has many flaws and she embraces the flaws. She doesn't try to hide them. And I just feel like she approaches all of her weaknesses with confidence. Like I just, yeah. I just loved her character. I thought she was great and funny. Her so funny. She was such a funny, funny. I don't know. It was just such a great well, role for her. I feel like she took me completely by surprise because I thought like, and we, I think we've talked about her a little bit before where I saw her and I thought, I know this character. She's beautiful and unavailable and emotionally cold and collected and calm. No, she's a dang mess. She's such a mess. <laughs> she's, she embarrasses herself constantly, but like you said, has the confidence to kind of brush it off and be like, who cares? I'm Chung Sung Yee. I'm amazing. Mm-hmm. And she's so loyal to a fault and she's not afraid of people thinking she's everybody, pardon my French, a bitch mm-hmm. because she's just like, yeah, so what I am, but I'm here for my friends. I'm here for the people that I love and I, I don't have to apologize for who I am. And it was like, this awesome, amazing thing, especially after seeing a lot of lead, female leads who are like the underdog, who's just like trying so hard but just can't quite win and isn't that pretty and isn't that rich. Chung so has got it all and she's still a disaster and it's wonderful. I loved it. And I love that her 
like so the show starts off and she's she's pretty high like she's she's at the peak she's at a mountain she is and then she just has this colossal collapse (laughs) and she's just so enduring through the whole thing she never gives up she never gives up and and there's never a point where she's like i'm too good for this no ever and, and that's I think that's so why I love her, is there was like, yeah. when she got back into acting then after she was kind of like on the blacklist for a while, and she took like a very minor second female lead role behind the you second female lead who was just being terrible. And yeah. she was doing that thing where she'd like roll in a ditch and leaves and get dirty. And it was just like, she just, she just Amazing. did it. She didn't complain. She just did it. And I, I think that's, oh, I love her. Yeah, she, there's that scene where when she's still at the top of her game and there's some other minor actresses talking trash about you and Oz character. And even though we know you and Oz character is kind of trying to destroy her, she just goes over and is like, you don't want to mess with her because if you mess with her, you mess with me and you don't want to mess with me. And it was like, dang girl, I love you. Mm-hmm. It, it's just, it was such a pleasant surprise as far as how the character is written and performed. Yeah, And obviously nobody could play it the way Jun ji did. She's just... It's iconic. It's an iconic performance. Mm-hmm. So, um, not similarly. This is a very different kind of character. But I uh, picked Jung So Min, the actress Jung So Min. She was in, because this is my first life, she was in The Sound of Your Heart. And she's currently in a show I'm really enjoying called The Smiles Left Your Eyes. And I have she, seen none of those, but yes, continue. You know, <laughs> I, she is a, an actress who is very relatable. I feel like she never plays the damsel in distress. She's 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 one of those people who are like, oh, this woman is smart and capable. She's always smart and capable. And they're always in the traditional things working against her, but she's just so compelling. And some there's something so likable about her. I can I want to compare it to like a Meg Ryan quality from the '90s, mm-hmm. where every time she played something, you're just like, man, I just like you. I just I just like you. I want you to win, and I don't know why. And I think it's because you're so there's something like very vulnerable about her. Um, but she can play everything. She can play drama. She can play comedy. There are a lot of in a bunch of the shows I've watched, they've made comments about her not being that pretty, which I think is like, who are you trying to fool? She's stunningly gorgeous. But I feel like that's something, too, where she's not afraid necessarily to take a role where she looks a little plainer or in the sound of your heart. She's straight up acts ridiculous in some of those scenes, but she does it with such beauty and humor and heart that I just have such a massive crush on her. Uh, she's probably my favorite actress right now. Junk so many. Gotta watch because this is my first life. Totally won me over. next on my list. I promise. I promise. Yeah. I promise. I promise. So, oh, good. Uh, so my last one that I had was uh, the character Oh Hey Young from another Oh Hey Young. Because again, I just feel like she, unlike a lot of female leads, I just feel like that character was transparent and heartbreakingly honest with everybody in her life. Yeah, I just thought it was a re- refreshing. I thought it was extremely it refreshing. Was a- I loved everything that she did in that show. It's a character who I didn't expect in a K-drama, but I recognize from my life, which I think is always when it's like, this is working so well because I didn't expect you and I know you and I, I relate to you. I would, I would elaborate to say that that actress in general, and of course I can't remember her name at the moment because I'm terrible at that, but her character in that, 
her character, even though I couldn't finish it in Temperature of Love, was the same way where it was like, mm -hmm. I like your style. I like the way you are. I like how assertive and confident you are. And then she's in Let's Eat 2. And there's like a backstory that's kind of weird with her where she's like very conscious of her weight. But generally speaking with her character, which and that backstory is kind of kind of weird. Um, and I've heard it turned a lot of people off and I definitely get that. But her journey in the present, she's so charming and quirky and goofy and, again, not worried about making herself look kind of silly. She's a great comedian. And, and she just, I, I fall for her character every time where it's like, this, this is the character I love the most. So I, I think I have a major crush on her as an actress, too. Um, so, yeah. And she's great. The, the last one, and I'll just mention it really quick, is Kim Sulji, who we were talking about from Oh My Ghostess. She plays the ghost. Yes. I love, I love her in everything. She's in Flower Boy Next Door. She plays kind of a minor role, but she's hilarious, and you just she like stays with you the whole time. Oh My Ghost, she really steals the scene, and she's in a show with Yu Doon Joon called Splash Splash Love. It's like a quick time travel short series, and she's just great. She's funny, and she's engaging and she's cute and I just can't get enough of her I I just love her I just wanted to do a shout out to her because she's been on my list since oh my ghost where I'm every time she I see her in a, a picture or a video or anything I'm like oh I'm so excited I love her so. <laughs> she's absolutely adorable yeah splash splash love if anybody wants to watch it is on Vicky I saw it today and uh, it's a quick short fun time travel thing so mm. yes all right I think we did well. Yeah. I, have, I have a girl crush on you too, Megan. I, you're my woman crush Wednesday every day of the week. And like all you're of our listeners, I love all of the, all of those strong, God, talented women awesome, that have been emailing us. Funny. You guys are the exciting. best. Exciting. I'm giving you we're all, all shout outs. Yes. yes. Amazing. Um, so we how did are we have a game request. Are we okay on time? I think so. Do you want to try to get okay. it in? I, if you're up for it, I'm up for it. I'm up for it. Um, I think it's very appropriate, too, because Halloween is right around the corner. <laughs> Halloween is right around the corner, and BTS is showering us with content all of a sudden out of nowhere again. We can talk about Mono later. RM dropped his playlist, which is obviously incredible. We got new music coming out tomorrow morning with Steve Aoki. We got a trailer for Burn the Stage. I feel like they're, oh, they just won some massive cultural award. It's like enough people, but also don't <laughs> stop. But we had a listener request. We do BTS as types of candy. Which Dang is it. perfect. I looked up who the request was from today, and I'm pretty sure I know, but I don't want to say it wrong because I stole, she gave me one answer as an example, and I'm stealing it because it's the perfect one. So we can start. Okay, it's Nikki. It's Nikki. Nikki was the, the listener who requested this. And Nikki, like I said in my email, I'm stealing your answer because it was perfect. Okay. <laughs> All right. So BTS is candy. I am not joking. So at work today, I was like, you know, in my downtime, I was trying to come up with answers and like jot them down in between projects and stuff. And there were several, several points where I had to like Google the names of candy because like, I'm running out of ideas. I don't know who these people would be. And my mouth would start watering at work. I desperately want one of these candies now <laughs> so badly and I never got it today. 
I did the same thing where I had to Google a couple of things because I was like, I I just can't think of anything. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. I feel like we're going to, we have the potential to overlap on a couple of these. So I was worried that we would. So I wrote down my first answer and then at work I tried to be creative and go beyond. So I, I actually oh, nice. went with all my second answers because I was afraid we would overlap for a lot of them. Nice. Do you want to go we'll first? We'll see. Do you no, I think you should go first. You want me to go first? Yeah. Okay. So for Jin... I said, I based this on his behavior during the, the tour that they just completed because he was a whole thing on this tour. I feel like he has just reached a point where he's like, you can't stop me. I'm Jin and I am here for it and I love it. So I said candy corn because I feel like candy corn. if you don't like it, too bad. <laughs> it's everywhere. It's going to do what it wants. People are going to shove it in your face and it is it is very secure with who it is and it is coming for you so i said candy corn and it just so happens i love candy corn i hate candy corn <laughs> you love hate candy corn or you hate candy corn and i think jin would say you love me or you hate me i don't really care i'm just doing i'm gonna keep doing what i'm doing that's why i love him so i said candy corn what did you say well i had I'm going to go with my first answer then, because I could have sworn that you would have picked this one. I had that he would be Hershey's Kisses. <laughs> oh, of course he would. Because <laughs> the man loves to blow kisses. The gin, the flying kiss. He's like the king of the flying kiss. But to take it a step further then, they're beautifully packaged in silver wrapping. Yeah. Shiny. They are literally labeled with kisses on paper that stick out of the top. Just like in every interview, he says, gin, worldwide handsome. Yep. And then, just like Jin, they have a flat bottom. <laughs> <laughs> Don't make me laugh. I'm going to start choking. <laughs> I was not and I'm not saying that. that in, like, a body-shaming way. <laughs> Jin is amazing, but he's the thinnest one. He's, oh so, he's so thin and model-like that he doesn't have, like, a, like, like a bottom. <laughs> I was so not expecting that to come out of your mouth. Just... Oh, my gosh. Take that as you will. I'm just going to leave that it. there. Jin is a gorgeous human being. He's a Hershey kiss. Yeah. Um, sugar? Sugar, what you got? I said a Tootsie Pop. Because I had to Google. I can't see you candy. anymore. Where'd you go? Oh, there you are. Sorry. <laughs> I had to Google candy that's hard on the outside and soft on the inside. <laughs> and Tootsie Pop came up. I think it's the more time you spend with it, the better it gets. Mm-hmm. You think you think you know what it is. You're so wrong. So many dimensions to it. Um, and there's never a time where somebody's like, you want one of these? And I'm like, nah, it's a sucker. It's a sucker. <laughs> where you're like, no, I don't want that sucker. Yeah, I'm going to take it. I probably will want one eventually. <laughs> He's like, mass appeal. Everybody likes a, a Tootsie Pop. So I love also, that. You know, hard to get to its core it's hard to get into the like real content so mm-hmm. anyway that's where I said Tootsie Pop I said that he would be an Andy's chocolate mint oh now I want that right because he's sweet but also a breath of fresh air he's got a little bit of a like a kick to him yeah and he's you know he speaks out on like these youth topics of today mm-hmm. that are considered somewhat taboo and I just think I cannot get enough of them just like I cannot get enough of Yungi. 
And honestly, they're like the only candy in my life that I cannot resist. I cannot have them in the house because there's no just like, oh, I'll just have one. Like I'm going to eat the whole bag if they're in the house. The temptation is just too much. And then also they have that beautiful like green foil and like stamped on it is the the Andes logo. Just like Sugar wears those giant Sugar rings on his finger. He's always labeled. They're always labeled. I just see. I feel like there's also sweet and minty and refreshing. There's something like decadent about him where it's like, this is just better than other stuff. Like this, yes. is, this is just higher quality candy. This candy is fancy candy. This is candy for grownups. Kids don't deserve this candy. They won't appreciate it. Like this is, this is excellent highbrow candy. This is, this is the good stuff. Yeah. Yes. This is the classy stuff. You know, you shelf. made it when you start getting served Andy's men. <laughs> I agree. All right. J-Hope. Uh, I had Pop Rocks. Ooh, oh, I can like, see that. Like a party. It's like fireworks in your mouth. <laughs> it's it's unstoppable. It's You cannot suppress it. It is there. It's, it feels like a party. It's overwhelming. You're a little hesitant at first to accept it. But then you're like, I want to keep doing this. Why is this so addicting? I love it. What did you say? I love that answer. I said he would be um, fruities. Those oh, little, I love fruities. Fruities are the best candy, I think. But yeah. honestly, they have 14 flavors. There's something for everyone when you have a fruity. And they're colorful. They come in that attractive little wrapper. It's full of sugar, so it's guaranteed to get you hype. And yeah. it's it, to me, they're perfect in bite-sized amounts. Like, I can't, yeah. I can't have too much... Can't too have have too many fruities. Like I have to, I have to go easy on J Hope. Otherwise, I'm just gonna go all in. So, so opposite, they're the perfect. <laughs> I could sit and eat a whole bag of them and not regret it at all because it feels like it's it doesn't feel bad for me. It feels like they're not that bad for me. I feel like there's something worthwhile about it. So I'm just gonna keep eating them until they're gone. Also, do you know that you can buy like color specific bags of fruities? I actually saw that. I That's once insane. bought a whole I bag of to- red fruities. Oh, see, I'm, I love the purple. I love the green. I love the blue. I love, I just want all of them. You're either a Becca or a Megan. You're either a Becca or a Megan. <laughs> I like the orange and the red, and that's like it. I mean, okay, wait, I'll eat the other one. But I seek out those two, so. I love them. What you got for RM? Um, I had, like, caramel because it is the foundation of many candies, or it is a part of many candies, but it is also excellent on its own and can be very highbrow and can be very lowbrow. Like you can get something really fancy at a five-star restaurant that is drenched in caramel, or you can eat those little caramel squares that you buy in cellophane wrapping, but also you might lose a tooth. Like (laughs) there is an element of danger to the experience of eating a caramel. Caramel, caramel, caramel. Whatever. I'd have to look it up. I swear I say caramel, I think I, but I think I all my family says was, caramel. It is legitimately just like a regional thing. Like you either you say one or the other and it's exactly the same mm-hmm. thing. So. Uh, I what said that he would be uh, Smarties because oh, it's glaringly obvious that he's genius. He's very smart. Um, that's a no-brainer. But also like a deeper meaning. So Smarties come in six colors, I believe, and each roll has like 15 of those little candies in them. So each pack is completely different. So like if we both were have a roll of Smarties right now, we would both have totally different 
candy experiences in front of us. So I just feel like he gives everybody their own deep, profound experience. And also they're peanut free, gluten free, fat free, dairy free. So just literally everybody can enjoy a Smartie. It's a universal candy. It's a universal candy. I think it's also a candy that is frequently underestimated because you see it and you're like, I don't want Smarties. And then you eat them and you're like, Smarties are great. I should eat these. <laughs> Why more didn't often. I want these? They're just little brown things these? of sugar. <laughs> I'm very, very and they're like a little bit tart, just like a mm-hmm. the, the tiniest hint a of a little sour and they're yeah, they're like you don't appreciate the Smarties enough. They're not appreciated enough. Mm-hmm. Good answer. Yeah, thank you. How about Jimin? Be nice. This is one the one I, I stole this from Nikki. Because there's no other answer in my opinion. He's a sour patch kid. <laughs> First he's sour, then he's sweet. I don't know what's going on ever. I'm like constantly in disarray thinking about Jimin. He haunts my dreams. <laughs> As I always say in these games, I didn't ask for it. It just happened. <laughs> but then you, you take you get one Sour Patch Kid and you just want him to keep coming forever. <laughs> now you know it's going to hurt at first. Just wait for that sweet, sweet reward at the end. Sour Patch Kid. Uh, I, I love it. I said that he would be a blow pop. Mm-hmm. Number one, because I like watching him eat suckers. <laughs> It's like the original but, sucker model. Just like your answer, it's two in one. I mean, you're getting mm-hmm. a sucker and gum. It's wrapped in a colorful package. It's rock hard on the outside, if you know what I'm saying. Oh, amen. <laughs> and it's soft and just perfect on the inside. It's the candy that just keeps giving. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, you can suck on me for hours, but then I'm going to give you gum too. And it's like, Jim, and why are you so good to us? Literally, this this candy will never leave you. <laughs> Because once you finally finish the sucker, you got chewing gum. And that could go for ages. And if you swallow it, the old wives' tale is it's going to be in you for seven years. Yes, please. <laughs> Which is how long they just sign their contract for. Oh, my God. The parallels. <laughs> it's amazing. And I also think it's one of those candies that it takes forever. If you genuinely are just sucking on it, it takes forever to get to the inside. So it's yeah. one of those where it's like, it's almost like an attention seeker where it doesn't want you to leave it alone. <laughs> but you got to really commit to it because no matter how good it tastes, a lot of us are like, Jim and I can't. I just can't. I, I don't have the hours in my day to deal with what you are. So for those diehard Jim and fans... You're really heroes because you you stick with that blow pop and you don't let go. The rest of us have like wrapped it in paper and set it on our desk. And you're like, I'll eat this later. And you won't. You're going to throw it away. But then, then you're going to be like, man, I really wish I hadn't thrown that blow pop away. I wish I still had it. I want that rock hard body. Amen. Okay. You just like. The, the gears are spinning now. <laughs> All and right. it's, so sweet. it's almost so sweet that you're just like, ugh, it's so sweet. I like can't with it. <laughs> it's an affront to my senses in the best way. Okay, sorry. That was the last thing I said. Um, All right, B. So for me, I said Starburst. Hmm. Because I think he is eclectic. He is like they're bright colors. They're they're a little flashy. 
They're super popular. Everybody likes Starburst. Mm-hmm. They, but like with the other things that come in multiple flavors, they have a lot of different moods and a lot of different sides. And so you think you, you know, you have your, your favorites or whatever, but it's a complex experience to eat a whole thing of Starburst. So for me, that was, that was him. It's like a, a, a complex and beautiful and popular treat. I love that. Very straightforward. So my answer is going to sound like I'm dogging him and I'm not. But I said airheads because there's a lot going on there. I mean, it's a candy, but they're sweet, but they're also really tangy. Yes. They're also kind of like a like a chewy taffy. They're challenging. Um, They're very challenging. And there's so many flavors. There's like 16 different flavors of airheads. And their tagline is out of control. And after I saw that, um, oh my gosh, Singularity performance at the concert we were at I was like yes that that fits v plus oh, they yeah. also i read online today the company that makes airheads partnered with mattel to like do this campaign for kids and i was like that's so v that's so does v. Have, that childlike wonder that just like lingers around yes him. i love it yes that's really good all right um, let's go let's go to your your bias so for jungkook I said bright crawlers, which are like those gummy worms, mm-hmm. but they're, they're like sour stuff on the outside because you're really too old for them. <laughs> but that's not stopping you from eating them. Like they are decidedly a child's treat because they look like worms. They're brightly colored worms. What self-respecting 32-year-old woman goes around stuffing fake worms in her mouth? <laughs> this one. <laughs> and also sort of like Sour Patch Kids. They try to pretend to be all manly and off-putting. They're just sugar. Pure sugar it's to the core. gummy coffee. bears. <laughs> pure sugar. So that's what I had for Jungkook. So I originally had this answer for RRM. And then after thinking about it, I thought it was more appropriate for him. So I said jawbreakers. Okay. I almost did jawbreakers for RM. Because they're super hard. They take forever to consume Mm -hmm. everything that they have to offer. Yes. Yes. And if you try to take a shortcut on that journey, you're going to get hurt. (laughs) You're just going to miss so much important stuff. It's best to just take your time and savor this amazing candy. Yes. Amen. Amen. Yes. That makes me feel better about myself because I have <laughs> patience and commitment. You do. Not the alternative. <laughs> <laughs> Arrested development. <laughs> Those two, they just they taste like pure sugar. They're so good, though. Have we done this before? Mm-mm. I don't think so. I'm just like having a flashback to saying somebody in BTS is an atomic fireball. Hmm. Did we I dream We don't even that? know our own podcast. We don't even know our, know our own podcast. Well, we're on what? Like 30? What episode is this? I think it's 37. Girl. Hmm. We're getting up there. Maybe by up. episode 50 or 100, we'll actually have the microphone situation <laughs> figured out. Probably. I mean, I'll find a way to screw it up. A girl we, can dream. 
Yeah, I mean, we're good. It's fine. We're doing great. <laughs> I think we're doing great. You're doing great. <laughs> so anyway, real quick before we sign off, let's update people really fast. What are you watching, Megan? I am watching The Smiles Left Your Eyes, and I just started the show Jugglers. Ooh. Which I can't, I've only seen the beginning of the first episode. Also, I kind of started Room Number 9, which is Kim Young Kwong's new show, and I really like him. Um, but I'm like, mar- I've like gotten halfway through both of the first episodes of those shows. So I can't, no, I, don't I can't do that. Oh, that gives me anxiety. I know. I'm the worst. It gives me a headache trying to think about keeping all these shows straight. It's like how I have all those unread emails in my email on my phone. <laughs> like the same equivalent where I'm just like, ah, I'll deal with it. It's fine. What are you watching? I'm finishing up the, my ideas Gangnam Beauty. So That's right. Hopefully. Still like it? I still really like it. Okay. I am going to say, this is the maybe the first, no, not the first, maybe only the second time ever where I have second lead syndrome. That never happens to you. I know. I really have it. Because there's, an, and the lead is great. He's great. He's handsome. His character is fine. I just look at the two and I'm like, why are you going for that dum-dum when this, like, put together man really seems to like you? This is the conundrum, the eternal conundrum. It's hitting me hard all of a sudden. And it's kind of like Reply 1988, where I'm like, this guy, the male lead, doesn't know how to do anything. Like, you're parenting him is basically what you're doing. It's arrested development. He literally is just a giant baby. Yes. So I don't know. I still really like him. I don't want people to be mad at me for saying that. That's the one. That's the plastic surgery one. Yes. She has plastic surgery. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know much about it. You'll have to give me your full review. And then if it's available anywhere, I'll have to watch it. Mm -hmm. So anyway, thank you everybody for all of your kind thoughts last week after we posted our drama fever rest in peace episode. Got a lot of great responses. We really appreciate it. Um, We'll be getting back to you very soon. Megan's been doing email duty and she's been doing an awesome job at it. I'm catching up guys. I promise I'm, I'm on it. I'll get to you. She's been great. I don't know that's true. So uh, look forward yeah. to next week because I have some really fun ideas to celebrate Halloween. Oh, I can't wait. So, um, yeah, I'm excited. I hope everybody has a safe Halloween season. If you have kids, yeah. I hope they enjoy it and don't eat too too much candy. <laughs> or eat all the candy they want. Well, most people enjoy that Halloween, October 31st. I like November 1st. When all the candy goes on sale. Mm-hmm. That's Amen. The whole, that's it. That's the best day of the year. Amen. I do feel like we need to say one Hail Mary to Our Lady of K-Dramas, Gong Hyo Jin, who we did not of mention course. today. And because it would be silly to mention her because she Everybody is, should know she's she's Our Lady of number K-Dramas. Number one forever. She yes. is she is the, the backbone of our love for K-Dramas. Yes. So. Her and Gong Kimmy Kyung together. Yes. They're, they're it. Yes. They're fantastic. There's nothing to be said. So. <laughs> anyway, you want to take us out, Megan? Yes. If you want to chat with us this week, you can find us on Twitter at Nunia Business, Facebook at Nunia Business. You can find us on YouTube, Nunia Business. Also, email us, Beck at NuniaBusiness.com, Megan at NuniaBusiness.com. You can find us on Spotify, Podbean, uh, iTunes. Please leave a review. Uh, give us some feedback. Send us an email. Let us know what you're thinking, what you're watching, what you want to hear about. Also, please check out our sponsor, whoarted.com, who-arted, A-R-T-E-D.com. 
Uh, Becca, take it away. All right. Um, I do feel like we need to give a plug that my brother-in-law, who is Megan's boyfriend, yes. created an Instagram page for us. <coughs> so now we can share yes. all of our fun photos on Instagram. We have Instagram now. It's Nunia Business IG. Because we changed it. <laughs> Nunia Business was taken. We changed it from that even. We changed it to Nunia Business oh, we Podcast. Did? Oh, Nunia Business Podcast. On See how Instagram. I am. Nunia Business Podcast. Come um, look at some photos and, I don't know, we just like talking and chatting and joking. And I more or less, not to be creepy, but um, to a lot of our Twitter friends especially, or anybody that's been emailing us or contacting us, if you would like to follow us on Instagram, I would love to follow you back because I feel like I know you so well oh, and yet I know yeah. like nothing about you. Like I know nothing about what you look like or your personal life or anything. And a lot of people don't want to share. That's fine. We don't have to. But um, we don't have I was to, excited at the possibility of getting to know our listeners better. Yeah. If your profile's out there, I'm going to creep on it. <laughs> for sure. I am going to check it out without question. So just putting that out there. I looked a bungee up already. <laughs> so, anyway. Well, anyway. So, happy w Woman Crush Wednesday. And whether this is your first episode, is it really your 37th? Or your 37th episode? Right. My, oh, my. Where has the time gone? We've come so far. We've come so far. And yet, we haven't even made a tent in <laughs> This amazing it's world. Like, no matter how far we go, there's just so much comes out all the time. It's like with <laughs> BTS. Like we could do an episode on BTS and it's like, please disregard our previous episode on BTS because a thousand <laughs> other things have happened since we last spoke. Uh, well, anyway, whether it's your first episode or 37th episode, thank you so much for joining us at Noonie Business and we will talk to you guys next week. Bye. <laughs>